Stops it. Skin off goal. Look at that pass. Haydock! Goal! Columbus! There are things on here for the USA. Can they do it here? Cross and Dempsey is denied again. And Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! This is the beautiful game. Oh, it's incredible! Described by two uglies. Stupendous! Welcome to Bone and Bean United. This is a thing of genius. Welcome in. Happy Soccer Podcast Day to you. I am Bone. And I am Beam. And uh, we're back. we got a lot to discuss. We have uh, updates for you, as many as we can get, on pretty much every league in world soccer, or as many as we can find. We're going to talk about a player who has tested positive for coronavirus more times in the last six weeks than I thought was humanly possible. <laughs> yeah. And uh, some good news maybe for Newcastle fans on the the coaching front new coach maybe headed your way and it's a big big name but beamer how are you doing buddy how's uh how's life treating you yeah man it's good you know uh since the last time we talked i think what was it two or three weeks ago since the last time we recorded a podcast bone but no it's it's good man i think i told you this i've kind of settled in uh to the quarantine lifestyle a little bit i was you know, there was some some pushback initially. I think that a lot of people felt, you know, uncomfortable doing that and having your daily routine shaken up so much. Um, but you know, it 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 goes back and forth for the most part. But I, I think I've I've kind of settled in, and you know, I'm I'm doing well over here, and I've just kind of you know, I, along with hopefully everybody else, has just kind of you know accepted this. And the more that you do this, then the better chances we're going to have to get get out of this earlier. But yeah, man, I'm good. I'm just trying to stay busy. A little bit of housework here and there, and then you know having having the show every every single night and keeping you up to date on Ohio State Athletics. So I'm I'm good. I'm just trying to keep myself busy. And when I'm not busy, I am either drinking beer, playing Xbox, or binge-watching TV. So other than those three things, Bone, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, see, I, for me, the little things I've set for myself mostly involve alcohol. So when you said beer, <laughs> I was starting to feel that a little bit. Because, no, that's been it, man. Like, I, we don't venture out much, obviously. We're trying to be responsible and stay inside as much as we can and – but my wife and I will alternate like once, a, you know, like she'll go one week and get some things. We get a lot of stuff shipped to the house, you know, from mm-hmm. the grocery store if we can. But when it's my turn to go to the grocery store and last night my wife said, hey, I need a few things. I need you to run out. I thought, great. Every time I go, I've just been swinging into the liquor department and seeing sure. what's there. And so, yeah, the uh, most recent uh, discoveries have all been in the tequila aisle. And that's where I've been... Uh, High really grade tequila myself. for the bone. Yeah, it, well, I mean, as high as you know, as high as one can reasonably afford. I mean, let's not get ridiculous, but yeah, I've been I've been enjoying a little bit of the uh, the Mexican byproduct of agave. I've been I've been having some fun. The uh, Cantera Negra was the tequila that I tried last that I bought yesterday. And I did tried you go with añejo night. or resposado or what did you go? It with? was it was añejo, and it is okay. uh, it is dude one of the smoothest ones I've ever had. Like it's great. It's, fantastic i obviously i threw a bunch of margarita mix in there no i'm kidding i didn't, I didn't do that. <laughs> 70 dollar bottle of tequila no i'm not doing that 
but yeah, it was good. So uh, I'm excited about that. So yeah, last... so like it's it's kind of been it's kind of been fun. Like on on those realms, you know, Meredith and I mostly through the week we're we're staying at home and we try. You know, one of us tries to go to the grocery once a week, and that's usually either on Sunday or Monday. You know, where one of us will venture out and go to the grocery and get stuff for the week. But you know, Saturday since we moved to the new house and I got a grill, like I've never had a grill before, so we've been really using and abusing that thing. Mm. So I will right by right by the house is Wyland's Market, which is is right there on Indianola. So I've been stopping in there probably once a week and it's the same thing. Like I'll go back to their beer and liquor department because it's fantastic. They got a great selection. They got wine too uh, right there in the middle store. If you've never, if you've never been there before, but it's been the same thing. So we actually, uh, we went to Condado the other night bone, um, you know, the taco place mm-hmm. and we picked up some food to go and they're actually doing pre pre-packaged like margarita mix for you. Yeah. They're also selling. Now they're selling their, um, you know, actual margaritas because the, uh, DeWine passed that uh, a couple of weeks ago, but we had some we 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 got some tequila. We got Casamigos tequila, which is uh, also yeah, fantastic. That's it, the Clunes yeah, uh, tequila was. That's the one he sold, right? And so for me, like I never usually drink tequila because I've had I had a wickedly bad experience in college, and that's a whole another story for another day uh, about that. But I hadn't had tequila probably bone since since that night in college when I was a junior. So that was – it's probably been seven years since I've even touched tequila. Did this for treat some you better? Reason, oh, yeah. It was – I mean, also in the fact that I didn't drink four gallons of it, you know, that probably <laughs> helped out you know, the next day. But, yeah, it was fantastic. It was good. So I'm kind of dabbling the feet back into the tequila game. Uh, but, yeah, Wyland's got a great selection. And then I was in there this past weekend. Uh, I was picking up a beer, uh, the Sibling or sibling Revelry, I believe is what they're called. Okay. Uh, Cle- yep, Cleveland Brewer. Uh, they did a, a like a peach wheat beer, which was Augusta National and Masters themed. Nice. Uh, so I had to try that out, obviously, without us having the Masters. But uh, I went in there and then found some found some Weller Antique 107 uh, when oh, I was in there this past weekend on my That's jaunt. a great so, find. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's been it's been fantastic, man. But we're uh, we're adapting adapting to the lifestyle. So like usually, I go out maybe a couple of times a week. I've really been, I feel like pulling our guys over at Land Grant up by the bootstraps because it's like <laughs> it's like every week I go down there and order and I get a case of beer and I go through the drive through and I was just actually there today uh, before we connected and I was talking to uh, the owner Adam and everything. So people down at Land Grant are doing good and uh, yeah, man, we're just we're settling in the best that we can. Yeah. Right, I know. And, and I don't know how much longer we're going to have to do it, but it's good. Like, I think it's good for people to find a routine. And some guy was yelling at me on Twitter today because it's like, well, how irresponsible of you to go get some liquor during this time. And it's like, dude, I was going also and getting bread and like stuff for my kids to eat. You know, like I just happened to be in a grocery store and I'm not allowed to cope. Come on. Like, we can't have a little alcohol. Can't have. <laughs> Come on. I need that. And by I the way, the my wife, face mask, I wear the gloves. I disinfect like it's all right. Is it any worse that like I bought my wife Twizzlers because she likes Twizzlers? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> However, you're coping, man. Like for me, it's tequila. For you, it's bourbon. For her, it's Twizzlers. Like who cares? Like as long as you're not be responsible. But yeah, let's get through it the best we can. All right. So speaking of being responsible, all of these soccer leagues right now are trying to figure out a way if they can, to responsibly come back and bring you soccer, if possible, and and end their seasons with a true champion. Two leagues that are not going to do that, unfortunately, are Legion in France. Mm-hmm. They announced that they are not going to be able to complete the season. That's right. Uh, they said, and that was both of this, this one and the one with the Netherlands, the, the Eredivisie also is not going to finish their season. They've said it's over, it's done with. 
Um, two different ways to handle it, though. The Eredivisie said no champions, no relegation, no nothing. Other than I'm, I'm guessing they'll have to figure out Champions League spots, but they did not crown Ajax the champion, even though they were in the lead. Uh, in I think France. they were they were tied on points, weren't they? Ajax was were tied. They tied? With, uh, yes, but there was a goal yeah, differential thing. Would, correct, but I mean they still had you know a few games to go. So oh, they did. I don't yeah, know. yeah, they had eight or nine games. Yeah, left, so. I, I, that's that's the thing. I was reading the article, and they're like, "Well, they're not crowning Ajax," and I'm like, "Well, they shouldn't have crowned Ajax because they were in a title race." So it wasn't a situation bone like Liverpool, where you know eventually they're just going to win the league. There's not enough games for guys to catch up. I know they haven't clinched it, but still, like, yeah, they were sitting on 56 points, and then AZ Alkmaar also had 56. I mean, they were yes, eight eight, eight right. goals ahead in the goal differential, but by no means or no way was it like they were going to cross the finish line and be champions so like I was reading the title of the article and I'm like well that that doesn't make sense because they weren't outright champs anyways no you're right and that's that's where this is going to get really sticky for these leagues now UEFA has set down a a limit they have said you have to tell us your plan for all the European based professional leagues you have to give us your plan on how you're going to finish your season or what you're going to do by May 25th. You don't have to start playing by May 25th, but you do have to let us know how you're going to end your season and then when you'll be resuming your next one. You know, Because that's the other thing now, too, with such a short layoff between the end of a season and the next one, there are, I'm sure, a lot of leagues who are looking at that saying, well, and in France and the Netherlands case, they both had their governments say no sporting events until September. So that's obviously going to factor in, but they're looking at it realistically saying, well, how much can we play here before, I mean, our guys, they've had a lot of time off now, but that wasn't really expected. And then there's going to be transfers that need to happen. There's going to be guys getting to their new teams. We've got to figure out that part of it too. So all that involved plus champions league seating. It's a very complicated problem that involves a lot of moving parts. Um, the other leagues to keep an eye on, Spain is saying their guys are getting back to training. They're allowing guys to go back and start training. Yep. Uh, I think it's – I'm not trying to confuse the leagues here. It's either them or Italy that said training can resume with their team sometime, I think, like May 11th. Um, but I think that way, was Italy. I think that was Okay, Italy, Italy is doing that. And Spain is going to be around that same time, I want to say, too. So both those leagues are still trying to get this done. Although I did see that La Liga, La Liga is a little more optimistic about getting something done with playing their games. Um, I don't think Serie A, they are... Every day, Beamer, I've been following this stuff. I've been checking it every day to see what's up and, and figure out what's going on. I don't know if this has been your experience, but for me it's been one day, yes, we will for sure be able to come back and play. Then the next day it's, no, no, this this high-level advisor in this country says it should not be done. And then the next day it's like, well, this higher advisor said they do think they can get it done. So I, I really can't keep up with which one is going to actually do it. But as of today, could change tomorrow, La Liga and Serie A are both still seemingly on course to try to play. And and I think that's, that's at least a hopeful sign because those are two very hard-hit countries, Spain and Italy. Yeah, I mean, we know that, you know, Bone, going back really before uh, it really uh, broke out here in the States, I mean, we were we were looking at Italy, right? I mean, they were locked down. I don't know what the exact day count is, but they were basically like two weeks ahead of us, you know, here in the States. So uh, it was it's pretty wild to see, you know, all these top power, top federations trying to come together and come up with something 
but really, like, it's just it's so hard to predict. It really is such an unpredictable thing. Uh, and as far as your point, you know, kind of to the waffling between back and forth and whether or not they're allowed to play or they're 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 not allowed to play. It just I mean, it just it just shows you that we really don't we really don't know. Um, and you just you hope, I mean, for 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 the people over there in Italy and Spain and everywhere across Europe that these leagues get started uh, and selfishly here, you know, that we could pop them on the TV and we're able to consume that. But it's just uh, it's such a wild scenario, man. But, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this bone. I, I really, you know. A couple of weeks ago, it was you know it was horrible. the the whole The whole world, I mean, is basically still standing still. But even just to have something to look forward to and a date picked out by saying, "All right, you need to get your plans in order by this day," at least for me, and maybe you're different. At least for me, that gives me a little bit of hope, at yeah. least mentally, to be able just to look forward to something. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I am much more a person who likes to know. Give me the drop dead date or give me even if we're doing housework. I, li- I just like to know like, OK, today is spring cleaning and vacuuming and sure. cleaning out closets. But when we get all the closets clean and all the carpeted areas are vacuumed and we've dusted every surface, then that's the finish line. Right. If it then was like, oh, and also I thought landscaping would be like at four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> that's where you just lose me as a spouse for the yeah. day. I'm just like, I uh-huh. can't do it. And I'm just in a bad mood. I need to have I'm with you. I need to have a plan. Like, just tell so, me when the end you know, is. Yeah, and I'm good. We've been. We've been doing yard work, right? And so a couple of weeks ago, we had like a big yard work day, and it's like, all right, we're gonna attack, and we're gonna we're gonna get this flower bed out, we're gonna put grass seed down, and we're gonna do this, and then that moved to like doing the back of the house, and I'm like, no, that's not how this works. Like we do the front first. We said we would do this. We've been out here for like seven hours. I know we have hours of daylight left, but I'm done. Like I'm I'm done for the day. I'm good. I put enough work yeah. in. I should be able to relax. But yeah, it's just a mentally bone. It's good to to have you know, some semblance of a day where everybody has to have at least a plan. And whether that's that plan is to just shut the league down and not play again, then okay, that's fine. But at least we'll know, you know, on that day where, all right, it'll, it'll either be back or it won't. Yeah. So let's, let's go through the whole scenario here of what we have in Europe. Because we mentioned, you know, so far, Lejeon is the, of the big five leagues, I guess we could call it, right? Premier League, La Liga, Serie A, Bundesliga, Lejeon. And then, yeah. obviously, the Eredivisie would be right there after that. We know those bottom two leagues that we mentioned are both not going to come back. And Monaco was named champion in Legion, correct? They were already up, I want to say, and I think they gave them the championship. I think I just saw that come down. Um, so we'll double-check that. But meanwhile, the Bundesliga, now today that we're recording on Thursday, this they were supposed to, and they did have Angela Merkel. PSG. Oh, PSG. Not, Why did I say Monaco? Yeah. Not, you Good said Monaco, Lord. and I'm like, I don't, no, you, I don't think dude, that's you know why, the case. You know why I was thinking Monaco was because I was thinking of killing Mbappe, and for some reason in my head, he was still playing for Monaco. <laughs> Good God, it's been a long coronavirus, man. I don't know what to tell you. It's been a long shutdown. All right. Hey, it's okay. Yes. That makes way more sense that PSG would have But yes, PSG, it just came down that they are okay. being crowned champions. So there God, you go. yeah. Sorry about that. Yes, that's correct. All right. So back to the Bundesliga. Angela Merkel, the PM of Germany, uh, she has said or she was supposed to uh, meet with a bunch of the governors of Germany. There's like 16 German states. They were all going to get together. And this may not come as a shock. They actually said before this meeting, soccer is not going to be a high priority. 
And I don't sure. necessarily disagree with that. I mean, you got a bunch of other things you got to figure out right now, man. It's crazy time. So they went and had their meeting today. Out of that meeting came this news that no news has happened and that they have not made any decisions about the Bundesliga restarting and that the earliest that could happen is maybe Wednesday when they reconvene and have another one of these meetings. So oh, basically n- middle of next week, we may hear something on the Bundesliga I know that there's been a lot of concerns because Bundesliga, by the way, if you're not paying attention, they've been training. Their teams are training like they, they are back for a while. And, for, yeah, for yeah. Like two or three weeks now to the point that guys have come up injured like they've had injuries in training. They are they're actually playing soccer in their own facilities and, and getting back to that. So that's been going on. They're trying to monitor that situation and then they're going to monitor whether or not they can do this. If you if you miss this story, too, they had a plan put out where they showed how many people would be in a stadium, which I found interesting. Yeah, I was listening to you guys talk about that the other day. It was it was fascinating. Yeah, it, it's like uh, 288 people, they said, would have to be in the stadium, and then they divided out like 62 people would be in the outer part, and then 90-something yep. people would be in the innermost part, and in between there would be this number of people doing all these different jobs or media members and whatever else. So, yeah, they, they're, they've got a plan. They're They're trying to figure out the best way to do it. Now what I've read is that a lot of the concern comes around – Yes, these players can go play, but how much are they going to be tested and how many tests are we going to have to use on these guys that we could be using otherwise? You know, we could use sure. them on actual like regular citizens and we're going to, you know, move some of those over just so we can get some soccer going. Is that really the best decision? So I don't know where that's going to come out, but I'm just telling you the Bundesliga is another league that is pushing to try to get uh, their games played, but they don't know. They are they are still going to have to wait another at least week to get that information. And so, that's next week, right? Like next Friday, next Wednesday. Well, next Wednesday. Okay. So they so they okay. had a meeting today. Was a meeting people were thinking perhaps they could get news today. I guess the positive from it not happening today is they didn't just out and out shut it down and say nope, no chance, sorry, cancel your season, which could have happened. So. The fact they've tabled it for another week means maybe they're going to get some more data or maybe they just didn't have time to get to it today because, like I said, they're meaning about a ton of different things. they got a bunch of other stuff to deal with. Yes. So we've covered all the leagues except one, and that's the Premier League. Uh, the Premier League, supposedly the latest, and again, this changes by the hour, seemingly. <laughs> the Premier League is issuing a plan to return on June 8th. Clubs okay. have been sent a proposed new timetable to finish the season even though there is, of course, a pandemic going on, um, they have sent a they have sent a schedule around to all twenty teams of what could what it could look like if they were to come back on that date in June eighth. Uh, they have a meeting on Monday or Monday. They have a meeting on Friday. So you may be listening to this podcast. It may have already happened. Um, they are hoping that they could come back by Monday, June eighth, with this plan. I guess that's what's going to be discussed in the Friday meeting. But that whole thing will only happen if the country eases their current lockdown on coronavirus, which is currently they're under all the shelter in place things that we are. Uh, So it would still be a stretch for them to believe they're going to get back that soon. But if they would be allowed to move the lockdown restrictions away, which the government is going to review those on May 7th, so next week, if they remove those restrictions then perhaps players can get tested May 8th and 9th and then return to training in small groups on Monday, May 11th. And then they have a month to get ready for June and they start playing in June. So 
That is the tentative plan as of right now in England if they're going to do it. Beamer, I guess what are your thoughts here on, like, I know we want to settle Champions League and relegation and promotion. All that stuff is very vital. But from at least this standpoint, if they cancel the season, right, can we just go ahead and call Liverpool the champions? I mean, it would be ridiculous if they cancel the season and they can't play, and then they say, Yep, and we're not going to crown Liverpool like that. That can't happen, right? Yeah, I mean, they would shame, at least. You know, they would, <laughs> it would be a true shame. If I know I'm asking happened. a Manchester United fan to extend <laughs> some grace to Liverpool. That's really no, not likely to happen. But come on, you can even admit that would be BS if they don't let them be at least the champion. <laughs> come they on, they are. They're by far and away. They're one of the best teams that we've the, we've ever seen assembled in the Premier League era. It would be. Uh, it's common sense. You know that they're going to to win win the league title, Bone. And I I don't know. And listen, I like we said, there are there are smarter people in the room that are working on this than, than you and me. But if they don't come to a conclusion that you know, it, say what you may about relegation and promotion for you know the rest of the clubs in the lower tiers and the Premier League going down, like that seems to me like it would be harder to handle. But if this thing gets canceled, I think you can say one thing for sure in that, you know, Liverpool should be crowned title winners. I, I don't think there there would be any animosity, any hostility, anything. If a season was shortened and it was canceled, uh, that you hand Liverpool that, that piece of silverware that they've been wanting for 30-plus years. I, I just I don't see that happening where they wouldn't give them the league title. They've earned yeah. it. You know, they were by far and away the best team. So it would it'd be really surprising to me if they canceled the season and didn't uh, give Liverpool the trophy. I was looking at a poll that the BBC did of people in England who are soccer fans. They were asking them what options, what should they do? Now, this was this was granted from a few weeks ago. So perhaps perceptions have changed. And I'm going to get the numbers wrong, but not in a way that would statistically matter. What I'm saying is the whole point of this is to prove that no one knows what the hell they want in England. There is so yeah. much varied opinion on it because the very first answer when they said, what would be your number one solution? What was the most popular answer? It was something in the realm of like 15 to 20%. It was no one, there were, there were like six different options. So nothing, <laughs> nothing had like a 50 or 60% majority. It wasn't anything like that. But the biggest answer, most popular was around 15 to 20%. And it was uh, season null and void. <laughs> okay. The next popular Great. one, which was like a percentage point behind it, you know, it was like 18% if the other one was 20. The next one was must continue the season at all costs, even if it takes until <laughs> December. And it's like, well, that okay, that's the totally opposite answer. And then the that's third, all your Liverpool fans right there. Of course, yes. And then the third most popular was to have the big like tournament on an island idea that had been floated around a few months ago that was like have them all play all the games in a round robin thing that'll happen you know as quickly as possible and so obviously there's no consensus on this there's no real way to know for sure what the best answer is I think they've just got to I I I was initially at the point when this first started when I thought okay maybe we're going to be out of work for a few weeks maybe they're not going to play with people in front of them but you know, we'll get through this in a few weeks and then they'll get the games going back maybe in the start of April or May or something. Yeah. That obviously isn't happening. But at the time I thought, you know, you gotta finish off this season. You gotta get through that because you need to have an ending with this season. But we are getting so late in the game now that I don't think it's wrong for these leagues to say, we gotta figure out how to make sure we have a next season 
that starts reasonably on time. We can't have, like, if you're the Premier League, you can't start in December. You're going to have, now you're going to have two seasons that will be severely upset by this thing. If you can avoid it, obviously you have to take the health of your people in a, into account, and that includes the players and coaches. But if you can do it, yeah, I mean, you, you try to get these games in. But if not, try to come back in September if you can. I mean, it may not even be that you can come back in August. I don't, I don't know, but I think the closer you can get to starting next season on time, the better that is. Yeah, and I do too. You know, it's just it's such a it's such a nightmare. You know, with everything that is going on and uh, trying to to reschedule Bone and just work out every single thing. It's just you know, there's a, there's so many moving parts with everything, and it's not even in the Premier League. You know, it's down to the Championship and League One, League Two, uh, and this is all across Europe. Uh, and it's just you know really really remarkable that you know we're we're sitting here and we're we're sitting here in our houses. You know. Uh, doing the show, but it's just, it really is such a strange, strange time. But I'm with you that I, I don't see, like, if they were to say, like, all right, you know, the Premier League, we're going to, and I'm just throwing this day against the wall, we're going right. to start on, we're going to start July 1, okay? Right. We're going to start July 1, and how many how many games are left? 10, 8, something yeah, like something that like, in the I Premier League? Yeah, 8 or 9. And uh, so that's going to take us, even if you play, I don't know, one match, we one match a week with three match days sprinkled in on like a Wednesday, like a midweek match. All right, well that's going to take you in the lead up to August. Like you still like then you can't play a thirty-eight game season right after you've just finished eight more games. Like it's just no. it's not going to work, especially uh, you know for people who are in the Champions League or you're doing FA Cup, Carabao Cup, like all these league cups. Like some of these some of these teams are playing already. Uh, up to 60 games in a year, and then to add another eight, eight to ten to that, uh, to me it's just it's wild. So I'm with you. Like there has to be a a point where you draw a line in the sand, saying we cannot inhibit next season as much uh, as we are now. A little bit, that's fine. If you want to delay the start for you know three weeks or a month, then okay. Like I think we can. We got enough smart people that we can work around that. But if you're talking about delaying or even going into where the season was already scheduled to start and we're in last year's campaign then that's that's a mess yeah I think for me for these big four you know outside of France then you have the big four leagues I think the schedule they all need to be working on is number one priority even up all the games so if you have a team that has played one fewer or a couple of teams that have played one fewer or one more get everyone caught up and I realize like, it's not as simple as, you know, okay, this team has played one fewer games than everybody else, so just have them play their next game. Now they're all caught up. Okay, but who did they play? Well, now that team has played one more. <laughs> you know what I mean? If they're one of the teams that had the, the same number as the majority of teams, now you, gotta, now you got that uneven thing. So that has to work itself out, and that might take a few weeks' worth of games or, or three or four games to, to get everyone on the same level. But then once that's done... I mean, I think you have to look at a number that you could conceivably get done within 30 days. So if it takes you three or four rounds to even out everyone's schedules to where everyone is back to even number of games played, well, figure out how long you could... Could you could you play four games in two weeks? Like, is that possible to go, like, Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday? Well, I mean, they do it over the holidays. Yeah, you know? I mean... I mean talk you... about the Christmas holiday, and, like, I know that all the, the managers piss and complain about it. Right. But you always, they, you always play the games. They always end up getting them in. Uh, and I know that these are extremely 
different circumstances. So I, I do think that's an option to look at. I know a couple of podcasts ago we were talking about this, looking at more uh, midweek matches just to crunch down the days that you can get them in. But, yeah, man, it's uh, there, there's so many different angles to, to look at this. But I, I would be I would be surprised, Bone, uh, if if we have a full thirty eight game slate. I'm with yeah, you. Maybe they I, trim it I, down to like thirty five or something like that, where maybe they get in four or five more games. Like that's fine. But it's just there's there's too much time to fill those nine ten more match days, uh, but ending up against the the beginning of next year. Yeah, I agree. So we'll we'll keep an eye on it. We'll keep you posted. Like I said, Bundesliga next week. There should be more information, fingers crossed. Premier League should be coming in the next few days. We should get some more info one way or the other there. Uh, now, let's let's go to some other news and notes quickly before we get out of here. Um, Jadon Sancho, who is, of course, the target of many, My guy. A, yeah, and many a transfer rumor and, of course, a guy you'd love to see come play for your boys, I'm sure, at Manchester United. So he is the Borussia Dortmund you know, product who is obviously – thought of to be leaving if if he can be well sport build in germany did report that he's worked out a transfer agreement with borussia dortmund they will be willing to sell him so that i guess is the hurdle that some people were thinking wouldn't be crossed good news uh all you have to do is rep- meet his reported 130 million dollar valuation mm-hmm. from dortmund and you can have him so there you go beamer just 130 million dollars on a player that's that's a luxury that few teams can afford but yours is theoretically one of them yeah it is and you knew the price tag was going to be astronomical for Jadon Sancho I mean you know barely 20 years old bone he is he's the next great one you know from everything that you've seen watching and I know you've watched more Dortmund games than I have uh, but oh, no, everything that you yeah, see him do dude. I mean he's he's spectacular and you know, once you get to that level, we've said it on this podcast, you know, there's only a few few places in the world you can go when you're already at that level. And it's the likes of Manchester United, Liverpool, Chelsea, City, um, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern are really, you know, your top your top guys. Juventus, obviously, uh, in that mix. But there's only about 10 clubs in the world that can can really afford that price tag. But uh, this is a once in a once in a generation guy. So you know the experts are saying, and you know you watch him play. I would be thrilled uh, if Manchester United obviously were to, were to land him. It's not my pocketbooks that I'm worried about. I mean, it's obviously the Woodwards and the Glazers. They're going to have to uh, work that out. But I would be I would be surprised if I mean someone's going to pay the fee for him. I mean, it's well, you know, you know you ask that's, that's what you're going to get. See, here's what I'm, here's my question though. I wonder if Borussia Dortmund might not be smart to sit this one out and say no, we're not transferring you because you would think teams would pay that, but all these teams are right now crying poor because they're losing revenue from not playing sure. these games. And there will be a loss of television revenue for some of these leagues. You I don't know if will if that will come to bear on the Chelsea's, the Liverpool's, the Barcelona's, the Man United's, the teams that would have the money to sign this guy. But assuming that, let's say it dips under $100 million, where those teams say, yeah, we'll spend money, but we're not going to $130 million, you know, we didn't make as much as we normally would this year. I wonder if they'd be smart to sit out till the winter or even next summer and then say, all right, let's try it again. And now yeah, we've played I, a full I, season and everybody's kind of got their books back where they want them, and now we'll get our monster transfer fee. I, I understand that, and I know that there are a lot of people right now hurting economically, uh, not just the big clubs in soccer, but 
you know, down to your local communities and, and neighbors and friends and family. But I, I will say this, Bone. I mean, you're talking about a, a guy, you know, who's he's, he's going to move somewhere. And whether or not the transfer window is actually going to happen this summer, we still don't even know yeah. uh, the answers on that. The worldwide and the league, the league transfer windows and and how that's going to be kind of kind of worked on. But I will just say that, like, knowing, you know, what I, I, I know about sports is someone is always going to be able to pay that price tag. And even if the books are down, you're talking about billion-dollar enterprises. And I know $100 million is nothing to scoff at, and then you have to do player wages and all that stuff that comes along with it. Um, but I would be I would be shocked. If we do have a transfer window, if there are teams who are in the market, I would be shocked if Jadon Sancho is not on a new team by the beginning of next year or whenever this new transfer window starts and or ends. Yeah, so it's uh, it's it's going to be very interesting to keep an eye on. You're right, how the transfer window plays out with coronavirus and what the finances look like. But obviously, we also well we we may not know the numbers, but we do know that Jadon Sancho is going to be one of the highest paid guys if he goes in this window. Uh, whatever the whatever the highest price is, he's going to be one of the guys who fetches the top dollar in this market, whatever it ends up being. Another guy who had been you know a pretty High-profile guy and is certainly still a very talented player is Paulo Dybala, who has yep. tes- tested positive for coronavirus, which is too bad, and that sucks. Here's the weird part: he's tested positive four times yeah. in the last six weeks. So I guess because he announced this back on March 21st that he and his girlfriend both contracted coronavirus, and so you know, as you would, you you give that what like 14 days or so. He said he he wasn't. Mm-hmm. In a place where he was in, in dire straits, he wasn't very sick from it, but he, you know, quarantined and all that stuff. Then he went and got tested, and they said, yeah, you still have it. And he goes, oh, so I'm not cleared yet? And they said, no, you're not cleared. And so then he went back, and he went back again. So he's tested positive, they said, four times. So they took a couple more swabs just this week to try to see what's going on here. But meanwhile, this is all from CNN, who is reporting this. Juventus have not commented on this at all, but CNN is saying... Uh, they have a source who tells them he's feeling well, he has no symptoms, and he's even training. So, like, okay. he's doing his own workouts and stuff. To So from that standpoint, like, he's it's not like he's ill or anything. He just keeps showing up as having coronavirus. So that's a, that's a part of this whole equation I hadn't even thought of is what if, you know, a guy is feeling healthy and feeling good to go, but he keeps getting tests back to say, sorry, man, you've still got coronavirus. We can't let you play. Like, yeah, it, <laughs> there, there's I a whole other did, aspect like, of that. Here's, I have so many questions about this, and maybe we'll effort Paulo and get him on the show in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, sure, we'll work uh, on know, that. We'll, we'll go, we'll go over to our Italian bureau uh, mm-hmm. and try and get someone on. But yeah, here's the crazy thing: like when I was reading this, and you know, we're talking about it. Like, how do you test positive four different times? Like, is it four separate occasions? Like, did he have it once? Like, these are the things that I want to know, just as a human being and a citizen of planet Earth. Like. Well, if you can get it more than than one time, like I know we're working on antibody tests and like all this herd herd, uh, immunization, like everything, like we're trying to figure out all the things that we can in science to get this done with. But if you can test positive again after having it, like to me, that's like, oh, boy, that's terrifying. Yeah, it really. That's the thing I think we have to keep in mind here is that all of these plans and everything that's being talked about with bringing back soccer, bringing back sports people going back to work, all that stuff is based on the best understanding we have of coronavirus right now. And not just coronavirus, 
COVID-19 is a mutation of a coronavirus. So they understand the general principle of how coronaviruses work. But, you know, it's like if you you watch Tiger King, it's like you've seen tigers, you've gone to zoos, they know about tigers. Well, if one day Joe Exotic walks out with a tiger we've never seen before, they're going to have an idea of what it does. But (laughs) there might be parts of this tiger that they're not sure of. I mean, that's how science works. So they're going off the best info we have of what we understand of these viruses now but this virus may mutate in its own way, may do things differently. So all of that is why I think it's reasonable for us as humans to try when we w- we're thinking about these things or reading about these games coming back, just have it in the back of your mind that, yeah, this is what they're planning on until they aren't, until something changes because they may find out something else about this thing that in two weeks we may be looking back saying, can you believe we thought we were going to have soccer before September? That's crazy. You know, or or right. whatever, right? Or, or can you believe we were so worried about playing in in June? Of course, they're going to get it back by June. We don't know how it's going to go, so that's I guess. But the the Paulo Dybala story is just another wrinkle to that. Where you're right, we can can you get it four times? He obviously didn't. I don't think he recontracted it. It must be that he just hasn't been able to, to show a negative test since all this right. happened. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe he got all the tests done on the same day. It was just like going stir crazy and said, keep testing me. I want to see hour by hour. And then right. Four yeah, positive I have, tests in an hour. I don't know. I have no clue, but it's, it's uh, weird. Yeah. It's something that you're going to have to think of because I think that's been, you know, ma- the majority thinking on this bone, uh, when you were going to get sports back, if you're going to get sports back uh, anytime in the near future is that, yeah, you have to test everyone. And we've seen that from major league baseball to the NFL, to NBA, NHL, whoever, uh, if you're going to get sports back, then everybody has to be tested uh, in making sure that nobody is positive for this thing when they're out there playing and exchanging sweat um, and, and getting in close contact and not social distancing, right? So uh, that's that's really the crazy thing. Like if he tests positive four times and if that's still, you know, he still has it, then he obviously won't be able to play. But, yeah, man, there's just so many, still so many question marks just about everything. Yeah, lots of question marks for sure. And uh, another one here that we'll throw up real quick before we get out of here. I know we have plenty of Newcastle fans who listen to the show. We don't talk a ton about Newcastle, but we obviously should. They're a big club. And Mauricio Ponchettino is supposedly who they have lined up to become the new manager there. Uh, now, let's let's back up. Steve Bruce is still the manager of Newcastle. And all of this hinges on new owners taking over at Newcastle, which... Was it Mike Ashley was the owner for a while there that uh, nobody liked, and so he put the club up for sale. And the group that is trying to buy it is uh, Saudi Arabia's uh, like director of, or not director of commerce, but they're they're like they have their own wing of the government that just like buys things and in private investments and all that stuff. So basically, the Saudi government is trying to buy Newcastle and become a, a team owner here. If that sale goes through, they supposedly want to make Punch one of the most highly paid uh, managers in all of the Premier League. The report from Sky Sports says he would be up for making $23.6 million a year. That Still would put him right behind Diego Simeone. No, Diego Simeone finds that in his couch. But Pep Guardiola <laughs> would be obviously the highest paid Premier League manager. But then uh, Ponch would be right behind him. So it's got to be good for Newcastle fans, right? I mean, I know that you know. Obviously, whenever you get an influx of cash, you got to feel pretty good. But yeah, I mean, a team that you know obviously has a big history and everything up there in the northern part of of England. But yeah, to get to get new ownership in their bone, and then to to be able to 
reel in Mauricio Pochettino who did great things at Tottenham, I would be I'd be happy about that. Yeah, I mean, of course, I would think Newcastle fans would be happy. The thing that I have to say as a Sunderland fan is uh, they can go to hell because uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that's uh, we're looking at it again. This is not a significant problem. This is not anything that anyone glad you guys beat the U twenty ones. Listen, all right. Watching that thing, going back and watching it again and again was just living through all that once again and seeing a lot of the things with my team that they came so close to so much greatness last year and they couldn't ever get it done. So that is uh, just highly unfortunate. So as a as a Sutherland fan who might see my team in the third division yet again for another year, because as hey. it stands... Dude, I'm just I'm I'm if if they don't do promotion relegation, I am thrilled because then the shrimpers will not be going back down in the league too. Well, all here's right? the thing. It may not matter even if they were going to like say, all right, well, all we're going to do is play the promotion relegation playoffs. Right now, Sunderland is tied on points with Peterborough United for sixth, but Peterborough has the goal differential. So Sunderland is not in the playoffs right now. <laughs> all right. Anyway. I, I didn't really need to make myself sad and angry, but here we are. So I'm sorry. We'll, we'll end the show on that. You know what? We'll end it with a positive note. Christian Pulisic says he's all healthy and ready to go. So whenever soccer gets back, Pulisic is going to be back, and he says he's fully recovered from the adductor injury that he had. So there you go. There's some good news for us. We'll end on that positive note. Beamer, you have anything you want to add before we get out of here? Everybody stay safe, stay healthy, and drink tequila, bourbon, and beer. That's all I got. Sounds good to me. We will see you guys next week. Thanks, or sometime. I don't know. Next week, next month, next year. We'll do it again soon. Thanks for listening. It's Bone and Beam United. You've been listening to Bone and Beam United. 